0: Kia ora and welcome to a one-of-a-kind podcast series brought to you by Maxim Institute. Maximize Election 23. We are here every week to dive into the latest news discussing the plain and the fancy articles while bringing you insightful analysis of the various events across our country. We also present the Generally Good Egg Award and share our expectations for the following week.
1: Hey, great to be with you. I'm Marianne Spurdle and Marcus Roberts. Um, it's been an interesting week this week. Uh, I think um, I was on the I was on the radio uh, talking with uh, Mike Munro, Labour Party strategist for Helen Clark, and he said the first casualty of a campaign is truth. Mm-hmm. And we have certainly seen that with a number of, can I be charitable and say misstatements uh, from Labour. Um, mm-hmm. I can't recall all of them because... Um, I've got four kids, but Marianne, you've got them written down.
2: Yeah, so we've got uh, Labour MP Willie Jackson got carried away at a debate. He said that National Enact would abolish the minimum wage. And then, when he recognised that too many people would know that's not quite true, he said, well, they were planning to reduce it, which mm. is still not true. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically going around talking like, well, it should be true, but you know, yeah. it's not my fault. And then Andrew Little, um, he said that National and Act together would flog off the schools and sack all the teachers. Um, they have no policy to do that. It's not true. No. It's not true. <laughs> uh, Just to be clear. Definitely sounds like a bad idea, though. Shannon Helper on uh, Facebook, somebody we can said. can agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> that National would decrease sick leave to five days. Um, and he agreed with that person's comment, but they don't have a policy to do that. They've mm. committed, actually, to keeping sick leave at 10 at days. At 10 days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, Duncan Webb, um, in his newsletter, said that National would abolish matriki. So they're getting and a bit that's desperate the, there.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the Christchurch MP. And, um, look, I think this is this is really and we can laugh about this because Mm. they've been caught out and they're they're obvious um, untruths, Mm. but there's an issue here, and that's the trustworthiness of politicians Um, in the sense that democracy, um, I hate to come across all stentorious so early, but democracy is fragile. It does rely on truth. You feed truth into the mechanism Mm. uh, and you'll get a truthful outcome. If you feed untruth into Mm. it, um, then then people won't engage as much. And we're already looking at that. I mean, when I think about this election, I think of it as a distrust election
3: in the sense of whom do you distrust the least? Um, I was talking to someone close right mm. on that point, uh, Tim, that uh, they were talking about who they were going to vote for. And I said, well, this person can't be trusted at all and gave him a couple of reasons why that was the case. Uh, And this person who's close to me said, yes, this politician's telling me lies. But I like those lies, and all the rest of them are lying to me as well. Mm. So why don't I just go for the one? that... Why don't makes, I just pick the liar I like? But we'll pick the lies I like. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe they're going to come true. I don't but, even like the liar. Yeah, I just yeah. like the lies. I like the lies, and I mean, if if, if enough people uh, are starting to think that about our politicians, mm. um, then that is a problem for our democracy and our. As you say, that we should be having our leaders out there who are the best of us. Mm. Yeah. We should be having people who we can look up to, mm. who we can trust to lead the nation and to lead our finances. Um, and it doesn't seem that people think we are at the moment, yeah. and partly yeah. because we have government ministers saying things that are p- patently untrue.
1: Patently untrue. And just just a note here that um, Maxim Institute is bringing out uh, Tom Simpson from the UK. Now, he's uh, he's an associate professor at the Blavatnik School of Go- Government uh, and also Getting a he has a book out on uh, trust, mm. uh, and this is trust of civic institutions mm. like government, like democracy, uh, uh, like the media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And by any measure in New Zealand, those 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 um, those institutions are increasingly being distrusted, which is sad because we used to be quite a high trust yeah. uh,
3: country. Sad, mm. but not surprising, mm. and probably
1: justified. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so guys, uh, politicians. Please tell the truth uh, when you can. And by the way, there was um, what the national thing. Yeah, um, Marianne.
2: That was the brochure they put out. Yep. With different, you know, people who were going to supposedly say so much real people. Their, yeah, well, there were photos of families. They were named. Um, mm. This is their job. This is how much they earn. And then it turns out they're actually stock images. And. Because
1: someone did a reverse engineer on some of those images. Yeah, did
2: a reverse Google search, and Mm. you could probably do that with all of them. And it was just stupid because, Mm. like you said, trust. People Mm. are just assuming Mm. that Mm. we're being lied to, and this just enforces that idea. And they could have shown a point of difference by just keeping a campaign where everything is 100% real when you dig Mm. down, Mm. and they haven't. Yeah, It's kind of like the the, um, AI imagery that they used... Um, a few months back, mm, and for then on
1: and on. yeah, yeah some of their just advertising
2: get real people. Yeah. If you're gonna try to market stories like that. Yeah. Having
1: said that, I think I'll, I'll categorise that as le- it's it's not a blatant mistruth. No, in the the same sense, Of true, saying oh, this is what the opposition's going to do. Mm. Oh, they've got no plans to do that yeah. whatsoever. But mm. it just it, it, it looks erodes. like a
2: big company that's trying to sell you something. Yeah, you know, yeah. which yeah. is what you expect in their glossy brochure. Mm. But our representatives shouldn't be presenting themselves that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's keep things moving. Um, I just want to talk very quickly about undecided voters. Yep. So we talk about polls a lot, mm-hmm. and um, what's been consistent is uh, is a level of um, indecision uh, in the voters. The question is whether those voters will turn out, mm-hmm. what does it mean. Um, I had uh, There was one, one poll recently last week, I think it was the... Um, uh, the possibly a Talbot Mills poll but 300,000 undecided voters and mm. one of the comments was oh that was 300,000 people who voted for Jacinda Ardern Chris Hipkins has to get them out well even if they did vote for Jacinda Ardern in 2020 which mm. was also an outlier election mm. because it was a referendum on COVID yep. mm. uh, and we were happy with
3: it happy with the government's response to that then and a huge voting period as well remember mm. they had many weeks longer yeah. than the Going to have yeah. this week, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, this they're, week is it that short? My yeah. goodness. <laughs> sorry, this year, <laughs> this year. Sorry, I'm getting so excited. Um, so yeah, no, the, the undecided voters. You often hear that after mm. polls, Tim, that they say, "Well, what are the undecideds? Mm. Tell me the undecideds." Mm. But I always am a bit sceptical about that because if you are undecided or you don't know or you won't tell a poll, mm. um, there's a few things there. One, you might be deciding. You might not be a swing voter. You might be deciding between National and ACT or mm. Labour and the Greens. So you're not really a swing voter. Yeah. Second you might just not want to tell the vote the, the, the pollster you know mm. so so um, thirdly if you're not going to tell a if you can't be bothered uh, making up your mind and telling a pollster what are the odds that you're going to turn up on election day uh. And last year we had eighteen percent of people didn't turn up to vote, and that was an out. Sorry, last election, and last that was election. A, that yeah. was a outlier. That was a high turnout. That election. was a high t- turnout. We are unlikely yeah. to get that again. So we're probably looking at a quarter of people not turning up. Yeah. Mm. So when they say one in five voters are soft or, or undecided, yeah, because that's just a normal election. Yeah. Hmm.
2: And even the people who are saying Labor or National, I don't. I think there's a lot of apathy even among mm. people who are like, well, that's who I usually vote for. Mm. Um, I reckon a lot of them won't turn up because I don't think people are highly enthused.
1: Mm. They're yeah. disappointed so on a lot of Can, levels I, with can both. I go back? This goes back to the distrust aspect. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like, so Why should I bother? When, you, when you've got um, someone, someone you know saying, I'm just going to pick the lies I like yeah. the best, um, that doesn't show a level of engagement, optimism or hope. You're not going to spring out of bed on election no, day and no, go down gonna, to vote early. You're, you're going to shuffle. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep moving. Uh, winners and losers. Mm. Um, look, I'm going to say the loser is uh, Legacy Media. New Zealand on Air does a regular survey of um, free-to-air broadcast TV, radio, print, etc. Um, big erosions and. Terrestrial free-to-air broadcast TV, mm. not unexpected. I was quite surprised um, that that uh, use of radio is diminishing, but I guess that's the incursion of podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think I wonder if um, if that'll be uh, in particular. So, for example, music stations. Um, but I will say that I think radio does have um, does have a longevity that uh, TV doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is that um, there are forty thousand cars being. Brought in from Japan uh, every month uh, yes. to New Zealand, and those cars uh, without a band band uh, extender, they can get one of two stations. One is My FM, uh, which is the hip hop uh, FM station, and the other one is News Talk ZB. And so when you've got that many uh, transistor radios on four, le- uh, four wheels wandering around, uh, I think your,
3: your future is, uh, is And you're assured. driving in them for a long time because Auckland traffic's so terrible. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of listen. Any winners? What are we thinking? The new... We thought the winners going back to the polls and maybe mm. we should stop talking about minor parties, we should start talking about and major parties, we should start talking about medium parties. Because mm. we had one poll last week, the Roy Morgan, where you had Act on eighteen and Labour on twenty four, and national, the biggest party, was still on only on thirty one. Mm. So I wonder if we're heading mm. towards a landscape more like we're seeing in, in a lot of European countries mm. where you don't have two big parties and then smaller parties. Mm. Um, so uh, to, yeah. to that point, though, I'm I'm not sure about some of these smaller
1: parties that mm. are supposed to that are supposed to rough up everyone, uh, and and change the landscape because mm. you look at um, Te party Māori have they they bounced up and down, yeah. uh, and I also wonder about the margin for error uh, in in these polls. Mm. I think that's something you've always got to pay attention to is look at the margin for error because that could be the difference between
3: getting into parliament <laughs> for some of these small parties. Yeah, I think that's right. And, uh, you know, these polls are a 1,000 people. Mm. You just need 10 people changing. Yeah. Then um, that changes, for example, New Zealand first, whether they're in or out of parliament. Mm. Yeah, so that's our winner. The medium parties, maybe. (laughs) It's my winner anyway. Except for the
2: big medium parties who are actually losers because they're not big parties. that's right.
3: They should embrace the mediumness their mediumness <laughs> and get used to it. I want to embrace the
1: All Blacks after the <laughs> terrible showing, uh, and I'm sure. I'm sure in gov- I mean, there's a connection too between sport success and government success. Uh, I'm sure uh, they'll be watched. They they must have an an, uh, an a sporting analyst in each of the major parties saying, you know, what does this mean for our standing?"
3: Uh, well. So that's a winner or a loser, Tim? We're saying, uh, uh, yeah. It's depending not too, on the party yeah. Yeah. you're betting. <laughs> uh, you're right, actually. I, th- I think we all lose with that. I'll, yeah. I'll amend it. <laughs> um, generally good egg. So, um, you had, uh, Marianne, we were listening to the um, the news talks, we had that um, debate with, uh, or that conversation between Heather Duplicy-Allen and, and Willie Jackson around the um, the uh, misstatements yeah. he made earlier around the, you were talking about the minimum wage, right? And they were mm. trying to get to the bottom of that and that seemed to be a um, a, a situation where both parties were coming at it uh, in a way that was, you know, robust but not uh, personal. And face-to-face. Mm. Like us uh, here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was looking at the
1: timing. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll shut up.
2: Yeah. I mean, we would. Yeah. Uh, my good egg, I don't know who who this person is, but they asked Chris Hipkins about Winston Peters' election promise to compensate Kiwis who are injured by the Vax or forced out of employment because of the mandates. And just a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, nobody's allowed to talk about this. And somebody put him on the spot and got him to say, what? I mean, what what good oh, answer? Was, yeah. Yeah. Where oh, people the made their where, choice.
1: where he said that they had a choice. Yes, yes. Uh, No one was forced. No one was, no one was, no one was compelled. I mean, and to be fair,
2: built, nobody yeah. was kidnapped, blindfolded, and forced to take the injection. That yeah. is true. Yeah. But yeah, to say that people made their own choice. So good on whoever put him on the spot mm. um, to answer that. His answer was atrocious, but I'm glad that he was asked it.
1: Yeah, we're still. I, th- I think we we still need to have a conversation about that. And as a mm. country, we're not yeah. quite there yet, no, unfortunately. I don't think so.
3: Let's look at the week ahead. Preview. Well, oh, so exciting, isn't it, Tim? <laughs> so what's preview? Pre-election fiscal update. Apparently, um, so this is when they open the books. Um, there's a time period under uh, the electoral legislation where it says the um, treasury must open the books mm. so that we all know where the uh, country 's is heading financially mm. so that the opposition parties have an idea because the government already knows. Day to day they know. But this is to stop there being surprises, the government hiding things until mm. after the election.
1: I wonder if this was brought in after Malta. Molde- yeah, it was because mm. Labour Labor in the 80s inherited a catastrophic mm. economic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been interesting about, about that is the inclusion of the super fund uh, in
3: in that financial um, financial plan. Yeah, and the balancing of the debt. So they're saying that the government debt now is netted off against assets, including our, our super fund assets, which, of course, are put away to pay for super. Yeah. Mm. It's in the name. So I, I don't know how much you can really um, take in, look into those numbers when that's, that's the case, because if we're going to take into account the super fund, we should probably take into account the... Liabilities that it's put in place to pay for, which mm. is our rapidly okay. aging population,
1: and also also when we look at this, I mean, we're, I think the, the government has often said, um, "Oh, look, government debt's not so bad." Well, oh, it's it's not as bad, say, as um, the United States, mm. but these are the but. But ours is a functionally different economy to the United States, so this is where often often we like to compare ourselves to overseas. But we need to be clear about what countries we're comparing ourselves to. Are they like us? Possibly a country like Ireland
3: might be a better comparison than perhaps uh, say the UK. Most certainly the US. And also, if we have a problem with what the government's been doing financially, it doesn't. It's not a good enough thing to say. Well, everyone else is doing it, mm. right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. That's, um, what my,
1: that's what my kids say. Yeah, exactly. it's like, well, you know, um, Roman, can you stop doing that? Well,
3: Felix was doing it, yeah. and so was Wolfie. It's like, this is not an argument. So I think that the unpacking of the pre-fu in the week, um, the days ahead, I think, will be interesting and another bone of contention between the parties. Mm. So look out for it. Let's hope they do it.
2: Yeah. I'm looking forward to something a little more lighthearted. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that this endorsement's from the dead from David Seymour is going to become a thing.
3: <laughs> so who have we had so far? I, We're taking you a
2: Well, yeah, he started with Nelson Mandela and mm-hmm. got a bit of stick of that, with that because, you know, he's not Kiwi and he's not alive. But then, uh, yeah, he thought he'd conjure up Kate Shepard so uh, I, I'm hoping he's making this a thing yeah like who else has he got up his sleeve
1: <laughs> to vote for who would, who would add mana to act that we, aren't, that we don't expect Abe Lincoln Abe Lincoln Gandhi, maybe. Like, Gandhi yeah he, yeah
2: he could really take this a number of directions what electorate's
1: so. Gandhi in <laughs>
3: <laughs> the one that votes for act obviously <laughs> yeah. and on yeah, that note and on that note we'll wrap
1: it up thank you so much we'll uh, see you well talk to you next week See you
0: guys. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Matewa. Goodbye for now.